This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to school and MedEdMedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code Podcast. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast. Oh my god! A production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. Good news, Short Coats. I had a bunch of boring people lined up to co-host on today's show. Chris Pratt, Beyonce, Rihanna, acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney. And I thought, well, I live in that haunted house. But lucky for you, they all canceled. And instead, I have M4 Elizabeth Shirazi. Hi. Hillary O'Brien is with us. Hello. Jenna Johnson has joined us. Hi. We got a new person on the show, Erica Noyce. That's me. All M4s. Woo! All ladies. I don't, yeah, I was, I was <laughs> not going to point that out. It seemed kind of obvious. You never know. Um, but, you know, yeah, this show comes out on Halloween, so I thought I'd, uh, you know, maybe do a little, have a little fun with that idea. Um, I am putting, I am putting on a conference this week, mm. uh, the Examine Life Conference, which I've been talking about on the show for weeks. Um, but, and I've been very busy, but that did not stop me from spending an inordinately stupid amount of time putting together that, um, that intro. So. That, it was, it was yeah. that intro was terrifying. Yeah. And sorry to anyone who had their headphones turned up when the <laughs> scream came. <laughs> you may never be the same. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. Um, so I wanted to start off with a listener question this weekend. It's kind of a big one. Let's hear from uh, MD Wannabe. I need advice on my post-bac program. I'm currently in a post-bac link program, but I'm really struggling with the rigor. In undergraduate, I studied economics and mathematics at a state public college and now I'm at Georgetown. The learning curve has been really big and I'm consistently making C's. I go to tutoring, office hours and watch YouTube videos to learn content that I have gaps in from class. But it isn't enough. I'm at a loss of what to do because I had a 3.5 undergraduate GPA and I never struggled as much before. It's disheartening because I love medicine and I dream of being an emergency med doc or neurosurgeon one day. But on a day-to-day basis it's hard to hold on and ride out the pre-med years when it's long hours of studying with low return on grades. Please help guide me in the direction that I need to go. The hard science courses are killing me. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that, uh, MD Wannabe. Uh, it sounds like a, sounds like a tough problem. Um, as, as somebody who did shitty in, uh, college, uh, and didn't care <laughs> enough <laughs> when I was in college, um, I can not relate. Uh, you people are all, we all, well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying y'all are, y'all are so, uh, you're all so type A, so, um, that's the word I'm looking for. So uh, professional, so driven, driven, funny, funny, smart, I'm, pretty. I'm, I'm, I'm some of those things, <laughs> Erica. But anyway, uh, but fortunately, I have some uh, some intelligent, smart, uh, uh, wonderful, witty females to uh, females. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 OK, so I have a problem with people who refer to, to women as females. But you oh, just did But that. I just did it. Yeah. So wait, what? what's the problem? I feel like it's often used as a an 
as an othering. Like, why why isn't just women? Okay. Or ladies. Or ladies. Or girls, even. Strong, independent women. I would go with girls before I would go with females. I feel like females is like, oh, let's make you into like monkeys or, you know. Beast, but girls is kind of like oh little girl yeah, well yeah. i mean that I is take more offense to girls than females. would you okay yeah, i would as mm-hmm. well i don't take offense to any of those yeah okay i really don't but if i had to choose one that would take most offense to is probably girls <laughs> okay yeah okay go on fair enough anyway continue do we have any do, do we have any uh advice for md wannabe who's in a tough situation yeah um so i just want to start by saying i think that you have taken a lot of really good steps um to do well for yourself, like with the tutoring and sounds like you're going in for office hours and using extra resources like YouTube. Um, so that's really good. I think that would be anybody's first step of advice. So you're kind of one step ahead there. Um, I think it would be important to examine your extracurriculars as well. Um, sometimes if you're involved in too much, it can be hard to stay up on your classwork. So I think that would be my first point of advice. Yeah. And especially um, another thought too, is since you measured in economics, like an undergrad, like science is, you use your brain a little differently, I think for science. So you might need to like readjust how you study. Maybe you're more of a visual learner when it comes to science or things like that. So I know someone else, they posted this question to our like short coat podcast group and someone else had commented that maybe like talking to like a learning specialist to like diagnose not diagnose that's a weird word for it but like to like take a look at how what strategies best help you learn um, because it might be different from what you previously used in undergrad because I know especially students when they come into medical school that can be an issue for them is that what strategies worked for them in undergrad don't necessarily work for them in medical school so just Mm -hmm. like reevaluating all of that and maybe getting some a professional eye on the issue might help too. I feel confident in saying that Georgetown would have people, maybe a counseling center um, who would at least be able to refer you to a learning specialist um, to help you figure these things out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. One thing that we had talked about, well, to kind of bounce off of what Hillary said is finding exactly what you're struggling with. Like, is, is it that you don't have enough time to take the tests? Is it that you know, you get in there and you freak out and your mind blanks, like more of an anxiety thing? Or is it really that um, you need to be more honest with yourself and say, am I spending enough time studying? So kind of look at what mm-hmm. the underlying problem is and not just, you know, you know, if you're already putting in hours and hours and hours studying, adding more hours probably isn't the root of the problem and probably isn't going to make that much of a difference. So really kind of taking a look at at what's going on and where where maybe you can make changes um, and we also, we asked this um, individual for more information yep. kind of about their schedule and their day-to-day and what else they were involved in. And Dave, do you have it pulled up for what they said? I do. Um, <clears throat> uh, their, their, their course load isn't especially heavy, mm-hmm. so I'm not terribly concerned about, um, about that. Um, but as you said, the extracurricular seemed like there were a lot, there was a lot going on yeah. there. Um, working a job, mm-hmm. which for some people is unavoidable, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're paying for an expensive postback program. Yeah. I mean, there's not much you can, you know, it's, it's and that's tying into clinical and research experience too. It's kind of a one, two hit. That's true. Employment right. and mm-hmm. fulfilling those things. But I think it is important to look at, you know, you are taking um, a limited amount of semester hours right now and you are working and you are doing extracurriculars but when you get into medical school I think we were trying to brainstorm and I think we take like 26 semester hours in one semester in Mm -hmm. medical school 
And that workload doesn't get any less as you continue through medical school and residency. The type of work you're doing changes, but those first, you know, year and a half, two years are really classroom and studying based. So um, this isn't a problem that's going to go away. You're not going to get away from these science classes. And so kind of considering that and not to discourage you and say, you know, if you can't do it now, you can't do it later. But it might be even more important to find out where exactly you can improve. And, I, I and really, target. I really feel strongly yeah. that that's where the solution lies is figuring mm-hmm. is, is getting some coaching from a learning specialist and figure out, you know, what it is, how, you know, how best you will be able to learn yeah. this um, material. And, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I wish that I knew back when I was in, when I was sucking at school, I wish I knew <laughs> um, that there were these resources. Cause as you know, although I make mistakes, I, I, though I make jokes that uh, I didn't care, I really did. Um, but I kind of got into this cycle of, um, I don't know, self-doubt or whatever learned helplessness, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I also combined with that I wasn't driven enough to, you know, yank myself up out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I would hate for you to get to the point where you're feeling like, well, this is not working. I need to give it all up because mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think you're there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like maybe did I get it right? Maybe they just started their January their post back in January 2019. So they're not really that far. Almost in, a year. Uh, but how, how long do they usually go? Like, I think, I think she said. 2020 was her goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Can I jump in? Yeah. So I just wanted to say, like Elizabeth mentioned, when I started med school, it was a big learning curve. Like I didn't know how to study in that way. I honestly didn't study like any way anywhere near how I studied in med- in medical school as I did in undergrad. I hear that all, all the time. It's mm-hmm. totally different. Yeah. It was so different. And it honestly took me over a year to figure out what the best way for me to study was. And so I just, I guess I just want to encourage this person that not to give up and that it might take a while to figure out what works best for you. And I agree with what everybody's saying, like maybe seek some extra resources, get some help, but just don't give up. Um, I think it can, I just, one person to another, I can relate to you. And I think sometimes it can just take longer than we'd like to figure out the best course of action. Mm-hmm. And don't, um, you know, if you don't have to, don't rush to finish this um, part of your, of your life. Um, mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's a trope. But or it's a cliche, but it is a marathon. Um, the marathon's not over. Once you're done with your post back, then you're into a whole new phase. I mean, it it keep and then you know eventually you're in residency. It just goes on for a long time. And um, the more work you do now to get yourself into shape for this marathon, the better off you're going to be in the future. Um, and uh, yeah, Jenna, would you say that's true? Jenna just ran a marathon. Would you say that, <laughs> that is also Jenna, true? You ran a marathon. Actual running marathons. Yes, I did. You badass. I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hope uh, I hope we've helped in some in some way. Um, and keep us posted. Let us know how it's going. If you go to see, if you take our advice and it worked out, I'd love to hear that. If uh, you take our advice and it didn't work out, um, you know. Maybe don't say anything. Uh, no, I mean, I'm just kidding. You let us know um, what eventually did work for you, because I'm pretty sure you're gonna you're gonna uh, you're gonna kick this one in the ass um, at some point. Yeah. Um, big anniversary today. It's not only Halloween that this show is coming out. Huge, huge cultural uh, milestone anniversary. 
uh, on the day that we're recording this. Um, does anybody know what that is? It was actually yesterday. <laughs> Don't if contradict it's the one me. We're talking Silly about. Dave. Don't. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you the finger. <laughs> and he oh, did. He Listeners, he did. No, yeah, a big anniversary, big cultural anniversary. What was it, Jenna? Um, it was the 13th anniversary of Taylor Swift releasing her first album. Oh my god. Oh my God, spooky. indeed. No, not spooky. Beautiful. <laughs> Incredible. Iconic. <laughs> you're, you're, you guys are all, we were talking before the show and, and you guys are all into uh, Tay-Tay. Obviously. Yes. Well, who isn't? I did, uh, I did love um, Calm Down. You need, you to, need, need to calm, calm down. down. <laughs> Get it right. I'm so, I'm such a dad. <laughs> I did love You Need to Calm Down when that came out. My wife made fun of me for watching it so many times mm -hmm. um, just because it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, so I can, I can relate a little bit, but yeah, she's outside my demographic a little bit. <laughs> Sad. She's in everyone's demographic. Yeah, she is. Taylor Robin. speaks to all the people, <laughs> I would say. I had to look up all of the people in the video. Oh, oh I also had to do that. I didn't. Not I mean, all there of were, those people. Yeah. Not all of them, but some of them. Like all the Queer Eye guys. Many oh, of I them. knew that. I recognized yeah. Hannah Hart, uh, YouTuber. Um, she's the one with the boom box. That's the one you recognize? That's the one I recognize. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea. Who I, that spend, that I spend an inordinate <laughs> amount of time on YouTube. So you think that Taylor Swift isn't in your demographic, but you can recognize YouTubers? Because I feel like that's outside <laughs> my demographic at this point to recognize I've, popular I've, YouTubers. I have a very weird, weird demographic. Is it like a circle like YouTube is for 13 year olds and then also you circle around in 50 year olds? It's like bimodal <laughs> distribution. Yes. yes. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, who, who else did I recognize? Um, Wasn't it like Ellen DeGeneres? Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, of course, I recognize Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. Yeah, because I, I thought that you were going to say you recognize the YouTube blogger, but not Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> like, Katy Perry at the end. Yeah, who yeah, can, yeah Katy know. Perry. The Fab Five. Yeah. Right. I didn't. I, I, I would have recognized the original Fab Five. Oh. But no. um, you need to watch you it. You need to watch yeah. the new I tried. That first episode put me right off. We're talking about what? Queer Eye. Yeah. Which one was the first? It's one? so good. What? That was an amazing yeah, episode was the with the older one? guy. Yeah, with the older guy. The he first. was so cute, and they like made him look all cute. I don't. I don't remember what. Wait, wasn't good. he the one too where he ended up getting married again? Or he had that or cute the, girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. No. I don't remember what happened. I remember. I, it could also just be that I got distracted. Yeah, that was probably it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm glad we could give uh, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift finally some recognition. Oh, no. yeah. She doesn't get enough, I'm, really. really. No, I, no, she really doesn't. We, we, the, we at the Short Code Podcast, uh, we are here to give voice to the voiceless like Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> like Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Dave was like, why did they make me do that segment? <laughs> Never you doing didn't. a lady I, podcast I, I, I fell into this trap. I really appreciate it, though. Into Thank this you. trap. If we're still talking about Halloween, we could talk about Halloween costumes because... Oh, yeah. <gasps> what are we, we going to be? Oh. Okay, well... I'm going to be a fat man in a driveway Whoa. and watch uh, 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 with, a, with a fire going in the fire pit. That's my... Can that's you gonna buy be my, that wow. at Target? Uh, <laughs> I've pretty much got it assembled. Yeah, what what constitutes that costume? Like, what is the outfit? What assess How are you gonna accessories look like do you use? How are you I really love that you're, that you're, uh, that you're going with this, these, this line of questioning. <laughs> As a as a as a man of girth, uh, <laughs> please never person of girth. But like, is it going to be like beer can I, on like a folding chair sort of? Yeah, like oh yeah, slab, yeah. Like beer can folding chair. This is what I went. Is this last year, Andy? Yeah. Um, Weird fire pit. You know, 
waiting for the children to come to my house. They don't come because we, well, we live on a corner. Oh. We live on a weird corner mm. where there, and there's no other houses like actually on our street that, mm. that face onto the street. And we live at the far corner where apparently this is our first year in the house. And so we didn't realize the implications of this particular location, but it turns out that everybody turns off the street onto other streets before they get to our house. Sad. It is it's very sad. It it's very sad. Do you give out good candy though? Or is it like, maybe well, we decided this year that we're, that we're, that we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, do the rumor mill thing where we give out like the king size candy bars. Oh, just put, yeah, just put, like, yeah, signs. I feel like, like word will spread. Yeah. yeah, it will spread. Like political signs. If you build it, they will come. So what are we dressing up as, you guys? What are you dressing up as? Okay, so I don't have a plan yet for this year. And I know this episode is coming out on Halloween. So you guys are going to be like, why don't you have a plan yet? It's Halloween. Um, but I will say notoriously, I have a kind of strange... <laughs> remembered (laughs) strange relationship with halloween and its associated costumes um i think you might have to elaborate on that what were you last okay i'm just gonna come out and say it i went as a piece of cheese (laughs) (laughs) wow spooky very spooky i know so let me tell you a little more about this piece of cheese costume so i was one of those craft singles you know (laughs) Yes. Like the like real nasty, like rubber, like, but so good but, type yeah, of cheese. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was like pretty, pretty realistic. And I did in fact wear it on the bus. Nice. <laughs> like nice. The, the city bus. Was it like kind of soggy and moist, your costume? Um, I'm not sure why you're asking that, but <laughs> why you because you said it was you said it was very it realistic. And it I, didn't breathe well. I mean, it it's... <laughs> um, yeah. So I did go as a piece of cheese, and also I was at this Halloween party, and on my costume, obviously, it says like craft single, craft singles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's like pl- it's like this big orange square, and there's like plastic over it so it looks like a piece of cheese i'm obviously not going for like a very cute look like it was cheese (laughs) and so what it says craft singles on my on my costume and this guy comes up to me and he's like hey you single (laughs) (laughs) you really took advantage of an opportunity there and i was like i have attracted a man Believe it or not, I am single and I am dressed as a piece of cheese, which are two unrelated facts. <laughs> and I, thought you, I was hoping you were going to say, and that man is my husband. Oh. Nope, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened from there. That was the end of that encounter. Okay, love it. Good. What other costumes are on the... Well, we kind of had a group costume in mind this year. Yes. And other pop happen. culture references. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're going to be Shit's Creek. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, we were going to be that it's, group, but many of us are going to be out of town for interviews now. So, no. um, yeah. alas, we can be our own members of Shit's Creek in our own respective cities. Stevie yes. all the way. <laughs> I was going to be David. Uh huh. Don't know what you're talking about. You I do know of the show should. Shit's Creek. You, you should know what we're talking you about. Mm-hmm. You, David. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm sorry. That's unfortunate that you have to be out of town. I mean, what this whole interview thing's getting in the way. I know. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Telling me. Ruining our life. Where will you be, though? Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll be here, so I'll just be alone. <laughs> <laughs> Not conducive to a group costume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll be here, Elizabeth, but I'm working free medical clinic till 10 p.m. Oh. Wow, on Halloween. Mm-hmm. That is spooky. Mm-hmm. Oh. Don't people's health needs take a break? 
Not even, not even on National Cheese Day. Mm, that's totally uncool. Well, yeah, I was trying to think of a group cost, and maybe uh, you know, you guys could go as two hors d'oeuvres. Uh huh. I don't know. I was just what? thinking like food, food related what? things. What hors d'oeirs? Oh, so like Eric two pieces be, of cheese on Eric like would a. Could be the cheese. Uh, could like I be like the baby smoky? Yeah, yeah, you should be. <laughs> yes, you'd be a little smoky. Why a little smoky? Find someone to be bacon and they can just like wrap around you. <laughs> okay, well. And then. you can be. I mean, if you want to go with cheese again, you'd be a cube of cheese on a little on a on a on one of them uh, toothpicks. Skewers. No, yeah. no, I will be a date. Erica will be the cheese inside of me, the feta cheese, and then somebody can oh be my a piece of bacon. I'll be you the bacon. Guys, the best hors d'oeuvre. You're talking about a date as in like the figgy yes. like fruit thing? Okay, because yeah. I didn't know what you were talking about. Not a date as in, you know, the guy who asks you if you're single when you're a piece of cheese. Yeah, although I could be a date and you could be the craft single piece of cheese. And it would just be... Honestly, it was a big mood booster, like self-esteem, because yeah. if I can get a date when I'm dressed as a piece of cheese, I mean, it doesn't really happen that much, like outside of cheese costume world. So maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I should wear that maybe more often. Maybe you should yeah, tailor your wardrobe, actually. Yeah. To... It'd be a conversation piece outside of Halloween. Can you, um, can you send me a picture of this, please? I'd really like to put it in the show notes. I absolutely could. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't forget. Okay. <laughs> I've just learned of popular YouTuber Caitlin Dowdy of the series Ask a Mortician. I think I'm pronouncing that name right. Uh, she's among the millennials ruining the world with their new ideas. A young female mortician working to change how America looks at death with fear and mystery. A ghost? Like what's exit? Was that, uh, was that too old of a reference for you Scooby youngins? Do. Right. You guys were looking at me like, why'd you, <laughs> why'd you do that? Uh, she founded a nonprofit called the Order of the Good Death, a group of funeral industry professionals, academics, artists, exploring ways to prepare a death phobic culture for their inevitable mortality. Uh, I love it. She applies these principles in her own funeral home, uh, Clarity, Clarity Funerals of Los Angeles. And now, because I lacked the time, I'm going to go to the actual article and pick out what that means. I did read the article. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I read it. Hello. <laughs> I have a reading retention problem. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe go see a learning identify. No, it was like a super interesting article about how the... Um, like mortician culture, like it's very focused on like fear of death and everything. And it was very taken over by like white men. And so now there's this rise in like female um, trainees, like 60% of all like students entering mortician school are now females, which is awesome um, because we can bring like a new side to like end of life experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of went into the history of how morticians even was, came to be, which I didn't know. That's something I do remember. I had no idea that that it was um, that the way we do it now sort of originated as a civil war. Yeah. Um, it, during the Civil War as a way to preserve bodies long enough to get home. Yeah. Whoa. So like if someone died in the South, they would preserve and embalm the bodies so that their relatives back home in the North could like view them before like mm. burying them and everything. But I think it's also interesting how like something that starts for a practical reason right, like that just becomes like the thing that we do forever, even yeah. if it's not entirely necessary. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Like and so this Caitlin Dowdy, mm-hmm. um, she encourages or like makes available 
like alternative burying options too. So yeah. um, so things like biodegradable um, things. So it's not like you're being put into a yeah, coffin like, and then like a, a wicker vault. basket instead yeah. of a, a wicker basket, a wicker casket. Wicker basket. Like basically the same thing. It's just a big basket. Right. <laughs> like a what do you what do you call it? a picnic basket? Yeah, a picnic basket. <laughs> um, that makes me feel some kind of way. <laughs> not a good way. But no. she also um, uh, encourages or allows people invite. She invites. Uh, loved ones to you know do the loved ones makeup they can dress them they can oh my gosh they can even like you know push them into the crematorium mm -hmm. well, oh. uh, <laughs> it, it might not be for you well when you oh. think about it like historically like long before we had this whole like embalming process too like women were traditionally the ones that would like clean the bodies and like lay them for presentation yeah. so they're just like bringing in that old aspect back but into I, death I, and like there's certain cultures in like asia too that i think well I, yeah, bodies like mummify in their home and they keep the bodies oh, wow. in the home. Well, Africa, yeah. you know, has a big um, tradition of preparing the, you know, the community preparing the body for, for burial. It's kind of contributed to some problems with spread of Ebola and things mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> Win some, lose some. E yeah. Ebola. <laughs> I would like to be cremated and turned into a diamond. I have heard of oh this. My, God. my wife and I were thinking about this. Yeah. Because it was funny. Don't you think it'd be Cool. Elizabeth, you already most. are a diamond. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you are, girl. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, they like, they like, uh, they burn you up and then yeah. compress you and turn you into a little, little, yeah. little sparkly gem and, and, uh, of Hopefully some sort. Your children don't lose you. I know. Well, that, you know, that would be really, that would sad. be rude. That would be very rude. If if I were the child, I would lose this diamond, unfortunately. But I mean, otherwise you're just in the ground or like in an urn somewhere, you know? Good point. Yeah. A Viking funeral would be just right for me. And you burn you. Yeah. Like on you boat, boat, set me on fire, throw me out on the boat into the, into the water. The Iowa River. The Iowa River. <laughs> <laughs> Over the dam. Oh my God. Uh, yikes. <laughs> People eating at Iowa River Power just watching you go by. <laughs> This is no. funny, but it's like not funny. <laughs> no, that's like the point like, of this article, is though, is so like fire? we're so afraid of death that we like don't talk about it in our culture very much. So yeah. she's trying to make it more mainstream. So yeah. then we're actually like mentally prepared for it. I mean, well, I think we have that sentiment kind of in medicine, too, is like say. asking people what they would want to do. I remember on internal medicine, every single person who we admitted to the hospital, we were like, if this doesn't go well for you, like, I don't think you're going to die. I don't anticipate you yeah. dying during this admission. But if for some reason you did, would you, what would you want us to do? Would you want us to do CPR and all the bells and whistles? Or would you like us to let you be? And mm -hmm. I think that's a healthy thing that people don't always yeah. talk about. For sure. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. I uh, think she'd make a great guest on the show. Yeah. I'm going to, we're going to work on that. No, let's do it. going to work on that. Um, what do you do? When you're studying the brain and you need a way to test the effects on rats' neuroplasticity when they're raised in a stimulating environment. What do you do, what, Erica? What do you do? Mm, that is my, that keeps me up at night. It does. You know, I think about that yeah. all the time. Well, I have a solution. You build them little rat cars and let them drive around in them. <laughs> I so want to be this, uh, this grad assistant. I just... Imagine if you were an undergrad, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, just trying to do some research in a lab, and they're like, yeah, actually, we hired you to teach this rat to drive a car. <laughs> so What's the you, problem? If you could please. I would be all about that. Have I, I, I know I've said it on the show before, but I, um, 
Uh, well, okay, I'll, I'll tell that story in a bit. Uh, so what they did was they, they took two sets of rats. One set was raised in a standard boring cage and another was raised in a richer environment with available toys and balls and climbing frames and doodads and things for them to interact with. Uh, then the rats were placed in plastic bottles with switches inside on top of a little car, a little electric car, and they were allowed to drive from one end of an enclosure to another to retrieve Fruit Loops mm-hmm. as their reward. Yeah. Uh, the rats raised in an engaging environment did well at the task, and the sad rats failed <laughs> the, sad. the test. Um, and, you know, I think this is kind of a fun way of, of doing this. I would be all about being that uh, undergraduate Some researcher. Some rats have it too good. <laughs> but I did an experiment. I, I've said this on the show before, so I apologize for repeating myself, but I did win the science fair when I was in high school. I uh, did a, uh, uh, an experiment using budgies, parakeets. Um, I had two parakeets, two cages. Um, I made a little, uh, designed a little switch that uh, when the parakeet sat on their perch, it would open. Um, and I... Uh, plug that switch into my ancient, you know, the old computers that we had back then. And it would... You had computers? Yeah, I know. I kn- <laughs> Thank you, Erica. What? That was Hillary that said that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it would, you know, record when they got on their perch and, you know, assuming that that's where they slept. I also prevented them from, <laughs> from being anywhere else in their cage, uh, like sleeping on the side. Anyway, uh, I won the science fair. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a sleep study of parakeets. Anyway, point is won the science fair, got disqualified in the regionals for cruelty to animals. Oh, um, oh. yeah. Yeah. What? Anyway, but I would have loved this. The point is I'm all about this rats driving around. When you first started telling that story, I was really scared for a second that you're like, that you were going to say, I did this experiment with my children. I raised one. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a good, that's a, that's a good idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think they would fit in one of those little, those big peanut butter pretzel jars oh. when they're little enough. Oh my gosh. Oh my oh. That's pretty cool though. Took a turn, Elizabeth. <laughs> hey, it's the Halloween episode, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that, I think that the point of this research was to, you know, was to see how um, people, how individuals, animals, or maybe someday people, how they are um, kept active and stimulated um, to uh, maintain neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. um, which I think we already kind of know is a good predictor of how well you will fare in your older years, which I am rapidly approaching. Wait, you're not there? Ooh. Whoa! Burn! <laughs> that one wasn't me. <laughs> Sorry. I do not approve, Hillary. <laughs> You're always looking for my approval, though. Well, you don't, you don't get it from me. <laughs> um, staff at the Postgraduate Institute of Medical Education and Research in Shandigarh, Shen, India, were frightened to find that one of their wheelchairs was haunted. Security cameras caught a wheelchair slowly leaving its parked position. And then I'm going to show you this video. If I it looks like it's rolling downhill. Yeah, is this on an angle? Let's start it over again, if I can, Maybe. with this angle of video manipulator, computer manipulator. Okay, here we go. Nope. Yep. There he is. Okay. See, the chair is like Ready? sitting in the back corner. <gasps> it just moved. Just moved on its own. Oh, it did change direction. Oh, moved on its own, changed direction. Now it's. Kind of, okay. you could you could now interpret it as maybe moving downhill. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's what it's doing. I think it's. It's it, kind of creepy. I think it's. Is a, there a wind tunnel? There's another view of it. This is we're looking at this on a security monitor. Obviously, this guy is like this guy down here. He's like, what? 
<laughs> the security guard does nothing. Yeah. He just lets it roll away. Yeah, he's like, well, oh my God, would you? Like changing, changing direction. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> like, Have you guys know. considered the possibility that this was actually Hogwarts and that's Harry Potter and his invisibility cloak? Mm, forgot about that possibility. Why does he need a wheelchair, creepy, though? though? What happened to Harry? Um, he's just playing pranks. Just messing around. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's his kids. That's super creepy. Oh, I forgot he's old now. He's old? Yeah. Has babies. Because he, it right. would like, yeah. What did he name his first child? Like Albus Albus Severus. Severus. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> of course, a stupid Harsh. doctor, a stupid doctor had to ruin it for everybody by telling Newsflare, it rolled on the smooth floor and went out. It was just wind and not any ghost. Well, that would be the logical explanation. <laughs> Guys, please. When you're doctors, you're going to be inevitably confronted by what is obviously a paranormal event. Don't mm -hmm. ruin it for the rest of us <laughs> um, with your science and your knowledge. With your <laughs> science. <laughs> about wind. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, what are you, you meteorologists at this point? <laughs> have you seen a paranormal event? Is that why you're so... I'm, I have an open mind. I don't know that I've ever experienced a paranormal event. Mm. Do you that, believe in aliens? Um... No, not that have been to Earth. Mm. There might be aliens out there. What do you think about crop circles? I think crop circles are evidence of aliens visiting Earth to collect our sperm. Wow. And eggs. Whoa. A strange character. That yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly aliens visiting Earth to collect sperm and eggs. How do you feel about corn mazes? Uh. I love corn mazes. Anybody going to a corn maze this uh, for Halloween? No. no. I have not yet, but I think that's hilarious that that's like what we do for fun. Because... <laughs> we're such, I mean, we're such hayseeds in Iowa, right? I know. And like, I we, if you grew up in Iowa, you grew up going to cornfields oh, that yeah. are like mazes plowed out of them. But if you've ever actually been in a cornfield that's not part of the like mode maze, maze yes. No. Yes. it's real sharp. Yeah. It's very sharp. And the and corn is a lot taller than you imagine it is. It's actually scary. As a girl who grew up on a farm, I was always cautioned of the dangers of like getting lost in a cornfield. Oh, yeah. And I was like, pish posh, dad, like it's pish, fine. Pish but, posh. Like, <laughs> Puppy cock, father. <laughs> it is so much taller than you think that's when Tommy you get next to it. And it's sharp. Like yeah. the corn is sharp and it'll cut you. You can get very yeah. disoriented. You can get corneal Abrasions. Very corneal. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose, Hillary? Don't no. run into a cornfield with your eyes open. Yeah, corn please run into it with your eyes closed. The risks of doing that are much less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not an, I'm not a native Iowan, but I'm, I think I'm. How long have you been here though? 18, 19 years. Ooh. That's just as long as Basically. the rest of us. <laughs> Much. I don't know. So are you 18 years old in med Maybe. school? Or are you a Doogie yes. Hauser? I might be a super genius who skipped a lot of grades. Okay. I had 12 years, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, but I uh, I do feel um, pretty Iowa, pretty Iowan, um, relatively speaking. Um, and so I feel like I'm qualified to say that I and Iowans are hayseeds who love to go to cornfield mazes and, you know, things like that. I've never heard of the term hayseed before. Me neither. I don't know what that is. Mm, not can. an Iowa thing. Not an Iowa thing. Not an Iowa thing. We do not use the word you hayseed. Even, hayseed. It's just like, you know, uh, 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 guy from the sticks, uh, dude who uh, not not a city, not a city folk. Hmm. Um, right. Okay. The opposite of, you know, worldly. I like see what you mean, but I didn't no make it up. I did not make it up. I am skeptical <laughs> okay. that that is real. A right. country bumpkin? Yeah. Oh, yes. Country bumpkin. Heard of that. That's much more. Uh, I'm going to look it up. 
<laughs> because a person from the country, especially a simple, unsophisticated one. Ah. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't like it. The more you know. I think we're sophisticated. We just like to run around in corn yeah, for some reason. that's where all the best parties happen. Did you guys detassel that's... corn? No. Ooh, that, I picked no. up rocks, though. My brother did. pick did. up rocks. Picked up rocks. Yeah. I haven't heard of this, uh, this one. But uh, corn detasseling for our listeners... That means you go into the cornfields uh, when they're of a certain age at a certain point in their development. And then you rip off their genitals. Oh, my gosh. And you have to say it like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that's essentially what it is. I mean, corn. Yes. But corn has genitals. You rip off Does the it? tassel. <laughs> Detassel. So that they don't uh, germinate, I guess. And somehow that makes things better for the production of corn. What's like for like the seed corn companies will hire people to do it. Yeah. So like pioneers. And it's kind of a rite of passage in Iowa. I've, yeah. I've discovered, you know, a lot of people do this um, as their summer job or something like that. Well, you make mm-hmm. a ton of money. And yeah. when you're like 15. You'd you, have to. You can make me like to do that. 2000 or $3,000 in yeah. a summer. Hmm. But at what cost? <laughs> yeah. You have to wake up so early. And wear long sleeves and long pants in the dead of July. And mm-hmm. wear safety glasses so you don't get corneal abrasions. Thank you. And ah. pee Thank outside. You. Oh, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys collected rocks or picked oh. up rocks. <laughs> that was very different. Very. So do you like the concept of picking up rocks is that they're in the fields and they could hurt the equipment, uh-huh. especially during the harvest. And so you go and you pick them up to prevent that from happening. Yeah. I worked at them somewhere. I worked at Panera, (laughs) (laughs) and the concept of working at Panera was I such a hayseed (laughs) bakery items to people in the mall. All right, and if there were any leftover at the end of the day, I got to take them home. Which mall? Um, the Coral Ridge Mall. Yeah. Shout out to our friends in Coral Ridge Retail. <laughs> Likewise, yeah. I could also take rocks home at the end of the day oh. if I wanted to. Same. <laughs> a real breadwinner, if you will. Yes. Could was, you take tassels home, Hillary? I didn't detassel. I picked yeah. up rocks. Ah, excuse We're me. Rock pickers. I didn't detassel. My brothers detassel. Okay, can you call your brothers and ask them if they took home tassels? Marcus. If they took home <laughs> corn genitals, I will ask them. <laughs> <laughs> I worked on a ferry. Wow. That was my summer job. Because, which, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be too East Coast uh, snobby, but I think that kind of sounds a lot it's very more East. fun than, yeah. I don't know. Then Panera? Picking up rocks? Yeah. <laughs> As I know. your dad drives in front of you with the tractor, so you have to keep up at a certain pace. <laughs> we were bougie and we had our own like rangers that we drove through the field, and then you'd say rock, and then you'd stop, <laughs> pick up the rock. Put I it really in the like ranger. your code word. You had to, you had to call out rock. <laughs> well, yeah. Otherwise, if you were the passenger, the driver wouldn't know that you saw a rock and that you had to stop. They aren't always obvious. eagle eyes. No, we so have like whoa, 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 a lot whoa, of whoa, rocks whoa. though on our farm. So like you just were constantly yes. moving and picking them there up. So let me get this straight. You're driving around your little uh, ranger i don't know what that is maybe a four-wheeler it's like, like, a, like a gator have oh you, like, like, a, a, like a golf yeah. cart but on steroids basically um, like with a motor and uh, i would say it's more like an atv yeah. than like mm-hmm. a golf cart so you're riding around on your on your uh on your ranger mm-hmm. and uh, you see a rock and you, rock. You, and you like <laughs> and you're like rock because if you didn't say rock if you just came to a stop and said nothing <laughs> You're the the driver, person with you would be like, stop. well, I don't know what to do now. Well, if you're the driver, you can do that. If you're the passenger, you have to let the driver know that this 
thing needs oh. to stop instead of just like tucking <laughs> and rolling out the side. That actually makes a lot more sense <laughs> yeah. what than you, what I was picturing in my head. What if you just didn't say anything the whole time and then you just drove through the field and the job was done? You know, you could do that also. Then the farm Wait, equipment would be broken. Paid, did you get paid per rock? <laughs> See, I got paid in... Um, Love for yeah. my parents. Clothing. <laughs> yes. Clothing, no love. Payment. That's yeah. the no. reason they live in you. this house. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise. Three squares Three a day. Yeah. Yes. That's how I got paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like prison, but with more love. But my friends did it too with me and they did get paid and we had a lot of fun. Your friends got paid and you didn't. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Otherwise, there's probably something legal implications with that, I would think child labor laws but you're i think if child. you're if you're well, the if yeah. you're in the family there's no tax there's no problem with child labor laws if you're in a family but business. my friends I who see. were not in the family. again i'm looking at this from the opposite perspective <laughs> as i should be <laughs> i may be <sighs> i may even be it's learning i may even be learning disabled i'm not really sure what the thing. learning disability is when you constantly look at things from the wrong direction <laughs> Uh, but that maybe that's me. You just think outside the box. It's not a okay. bad thing. You guys have any scary med school stories to share? I have been waiting this whole episode <laughs> to share our spooky story. Whoa. <laughs> we'll just throw yes, that in. Yes. We haven't heard that enough. <laughs> Every transition is I just really hoped to have a variety of screams for the show. Just did not work out. Anyway, I mean, you could have asked us. We could have yeah. provided some for Elizabeth you. Elizabeth wants to. Would you, I, I'm not going to ask you to scream right now. <laughs> I know. Like, like, thank you. Anyway, it's diversity interview day, so I don't want to scare people off. Like, <laughs> out in the hallway, they're like, what they're the like, f- is going on in that room? We're interviewing at Carver, but all I hear are screams. <laughs> <laughs> What's your scary story? <laughs> Where to begin? Um, well, the one that sticks out most in my mind is one day I was on a surgical OB-GYN rotation. So I was here like kind of early, I would say like 630-ish mm-hmm. and innocently bleary-eyed <laughs> walking up the stairs. And I look up and what do I see but a, a bat oh. in the stairwell. That's very spooky. I think you need to know yeah, about we need the Elizabeth's back, okay. story the of back trauma. The story is that in my apartment building, there have been three bats, two of them in my bedroom, flapping around oh, about no. my head, one of them in the living room, <laughs> and I had to get the rabies vaccine series and <gasps> 10 Did you get, I don't understand, you, you, don't, you, don't get, you don't get a rabies vaccine if you just see a bat. No, 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 no. no, no. I was asleep and I woke up to a freaking bat flapping <laughs> around my head. And did you know that when you get the rabies vaccine, you also have to get 10 milliliters of IgG shot into your body. And a, that is a lot of liquid. That's a few mil- milliliters. That is, in fact, 10 milliliters. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very traumatic for me. And I think I scared the nurse because I was so angry because this was the second time there was a bat in my apartment and I had let my landlord know and she was like oh it's fine like can you just get someone to like get it out of your apartment I was like no this is your job and then the second time it happened I was really pissed and when I get angry I just um cry it's like a release of emotions like it's like angry crying and so I was doing that and I think the nurse was like kind of scared of me And he was like, it's okay. And then the next time I came back, because you have to get the shot, I think three times, three or four times, you have to go in and get these shots. And the second time he like had looked up yeah. 
all these things that I could do now that I had the rabies vaccine. He was like, I know you were really upset last time. So look here, you could do this rotation abroad and rabies is part of the vaccine series. And now you don't have to get it. It was like really sweet. I think he was like, this girl is having a mental break. (laughs) I need to make her feel better. So that was the backstory. And then subsequently there was one more bat. And then in my room as well. But I was awake when it um, made itself known. So I did not have to get a booster because even if you have already gotten the rabies vaccine, if you are again asleep and another bat accosts you, you have to get a booster. (laughs) So luckily I was awake. Um, but so, okay. So you, they don't, you don't have to know for sure that you got bit. It could just be like you landed on your pillow and you'd be like, well, correct. Because they can, apparently they can bite you without you knowing. And there was a death recently, I think in Colorado from rabies. And so now they just make everybody get the vaccine. Those goddamn bats. But so long story short, my landlord has corrected the problem. And that's a lot of bats to encounter in a lifetime. I feel like it is. I was very distressed. And when the people who came to like fix the roof were there, I saw that they were in the driveway and I went down to talk to them and let them know that like my mental health (laughs) 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 like they really needed to fix this problem. (laughs) I made it personal for them. Guys, we need to have a little talk. (laughs) I was like, this is a heart to heart right now. No. Half measures, people. Yes. I want that roof fixed. Yes. No holes. So there's this background story. So then I go to my place of work where I, and I think it's a safe place. I am wrong. (laughs) There's a bat in the hallway, in the stairwell. And so I left because I was so alarmed. I got off on whatever floor it was and I left. And then later when I went for lunch, I went in the same stairwell, just like not even thinking about it. And the bat was still there. So then I called the... Um, Wait, why didn't you call? Yeah, no, I like, did. I know the first time. <laughs> well, it was She's early. like, yeah. I was like, ah, get me out of here. But then the second time I called um, the safety officer for the hospital and reported the bat in the stairwell. And I don't know what happened, but hopefully it is gone. I'd like to imagine this phone call like, you know, hello, facilities. <laughs> released an email to us earlier that they were like there are bats in the hospital if you see a bat please do this so like i had a number to call okay (laughs) that is that is that's spooky spooky anybody else have a spooky med med school hospital story okay so <laughs> I, it's hard to think of spooky things that happen. Um, I couldn't really think of anything specifically spooky, but scary. This one time, frightening. I did get pee on my face, ah, oh. and I feel like that was alarming for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if spooky um, is the right word, but was it ghost pee? Honestly, no way to know. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean. Okay, so here's what happened. I was on urology. I was an unassuming M2. First mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can't remember if I was an M2 or an M3. But anyway, I was on urology and we were doing a cytoscopy, which is where you put a little camera scope up into someone's bladder if they are having, like, for example, unexplained bloody urine. Okay. So needless to say, you don't get a cytoscopy if your urine is normal. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're in the operating room and I didn't scrub in for this case. Um, I was just an observer on the side because cytoscopy is kind of like a one person job. Um, So there wasn't like a whole lot I could do anyway. Depends on the patient. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ew. Ew. (laughs) 
<laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but I'm grossed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know what's Someone. wrong with me. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what's happening. But I don't know what that's referring I'm, to. I may cut that out. Yeah. Yeah. May or may not. Okay. So I'm not scrubbed in. I'm just watching, but I can see on the camera screen like everything that's happening. Um, this is an adult human being that's having this procedure done. And I'm just like standing there watching along, whatever. And all of a sudden, like they're getting ready to pull the camera out and they pull the camera out. And then I feel this like spray on, oh. on my face. Oh, so it was like it was probably pressurized or something, right? <laughs> like it had to. I, it traveled pretty far because I was not scrubbed in. And so, you weren't like all up in the action. I was not. I was specifically removed from the action <laughs> and um, it hit me in the face and uh, there was a moment where I was like, this is pee <laughs> because they were just pulling out the camera and it like f- flung and like the, the liquid the oh. <laughs> flung so and landed it, on my face. Oh, I see. Okay. And I was just imagining like the pressure was building. They took it out. It was like, no, but you're saying it just like flicked at you. I think so. Oh. I think that's what okay. happened. And I was very startled and I didn't know what to do. And I didn't want to make a scene because I, I was like fresh med student. You Erica's know, like, Ew! <laughs> were you wearing those protective glasses or no, not? I even wasn't scrubbed in. Scrubbed in. Oh. Yeah. So it didn't go like in my eyeball, but it could have. It could And have. OK, so it landed on my face. Didn't know what to do. Didn't want to make a scene. So I just turned around and got some hand sanitizer <laughs> from the wall and put it on my face. You're like, I don't this think is fine. Everything's fine. Uh-oh. I don't think that's how you're supposed to use that stuff. But I was like, okay, A, I can't just sit here with pee on my face for the rest of this case. Like, I don't know how long it's going to be before I can take care of that. Wait a minute. Isn't it, is it not acceptable to say, would you excuse me for a moment? <laughs> I have urine on my face. Like M4s, I think we feel comfortable. Listen, we can do that. As a newbie to M2, we're all like scared. As an M4, 100% would have made a scene. Would have taken a lunch <laughs> while I was cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Might not have been in that case at all. <laughs> um, but as an M2, I was like, what do I do? And so my... my um, way of dealing with this was putting hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer <laughs> directly on my face uh-huh, silently. Uh-huh. I did not did make anybody, a sound. Did anybody else in the room realize what was going on? Nope. Or could they, is, is it possible they would have just turned around and seen Erica like putting hand sanitizer on her face? I was very like, stealthy. What the hell? <laughs> okay. I was definitely like, what the hell? Because there was pee on my face. It was one of those like casual you got pee on your face type of days. So, okay. but luckily okay. it was probably pretty dilute pee, right? Cause this is mostly water. water. I yeah. think it was pretty dilute, but again, I'd like to reiterate that you don't get a cytoscopy if your pee is normal. And also it like that water has touched things like, and there was like things yeah. as in the bladder and entire length urethra. of the urethra. urethra. Yeah. And it was like, I also want to say one more time that this was an adult adult pee <laughs> because I feel like getting kid pee on your face is less That's bad. NBD. NBD. Yeah. yeah. But adult I've pee, gotten a lot like of kid all pee. Boy parents have gotten Yeah. Kid as pee a parent, I've gotten a fair amount of pee on me. Right. But adult pee is a BD. Yeah. BD is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the listeners at home. BD. 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 <laughs> I have also gotten peed on. Go it was on. a little bit different. It did not get on my face. Go on. <laughs> Continue. <Yeah. laughs> Do tell, Elizabeth. I was dressed uh. as a piece of cheese. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was in the emergency room and a trauma came in and I was helping with the trauma and we had to turn the patient and the patient was not yet cathed. And while we were turning the patient. Can you explain patient, what that is? Some people might not know. Um, cath, yeah. turning the patient. Yeah. Oh, cath is like <laughs> catheterizing someone. So like if someone's in a trauma and they're not going to be able to get up to go to the bathroom by themselves, or maybe they have to go to surgery, you put like a little tube um, up the urethra into the bladder so that they can basically pee into a bag instead of having to like go to the bathroom. And in traumas, when the person's on the table, a part of the survey to make sure like to see where they're hurt is turning the patient so you have you know two or three people come to the side of the patient wrap themselves around the body of the patient and then turn them onto one side and so I was part of this and I was by the pelvis and we were turning this person and he just like peed on me yeah well just like all over me and I couldn't you can't not much you can do about that you can't do anything because you're like turning the patient and they're doing things like going down the spines, making sure everything's okay. So I just had to stand there while this person peed on me. You didn't move? I didn't. What part of you was blessed by this event? Um, My right leg. Okay. Did (laughs) you immediately turn to some hand sanitizer? (laughs) (laughs) To rub down the wall. Honestly, it took care of the problem. Did on the wall. No, but I was rewarded because somebody then had to cath the patient. It became incredibly clear that someone needed to cath the patient at that moment. And I was rewarded and I got to cap them because I was peed on. That's an interesting, mm-hmm. so really. con- that's a new definition of the word reward <laughs> that I hadn't previously <laughs> heard I mean, of. Like, when you're a med student, sometimes you don't get to like participate, especially in traumas where a lot of things are going on. Like, oh, okay. I and get so it. I was like, yes, I got to do something. I got to cap this person who peed on me. <laughs> <laughs> and he will pee on you no more. <laughs> <laughs> no more. That's right. Yes. And then I went and um, changed my pants. Yeah. That's. Did you put hand sanitizer on though? Yeah. What'd you do about like. dying to know. Yeah. Yes. Germs and stuff. Yes. I took a full shower in hand sanitizer. (laughs) (laughs) Pumped pumped the wall and just sat underneath. (laughs) At that point, do you just want to use (laughs) Avogard? All right. The the scrub stuff for the OR. Oh, yeah. Do I just. Is it? Yeah. You're right. Right. Yeah. You know, I. Have a cleanse. I just took a paper towel with some soap and scrubbed my leg. Okay. Okay. So you did the same thing that I did. Yeah, but more reasonably. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, I'm just saying, like she didn't, she didn't uh, cover her face with with like alcohol gel. I mean, what was she, the alternative? Leaving and washing off your <laughs> with soap and water, which is the same. Okay, but Avogard does le- use. It. Leave a strange residue. Yeah, and hand sanitizer does not. So unless you're the VA, the hand sanitizer, Avant, the hand sanitizer, leaves a gross residue. I'm forgetting. Any other scary stories then? I also have spooky stories, I guess, related to bodily fluids. We can keep this uh, train going. <laughs> That's the most spooky thing in yeah. the hospital is somebody's bodily fluids. Because you're not really scared. Like, you're not really scared in the hospital on when you're a med student, except for when your attending asks you a question you don't know the answer to. <laughs> right. Or if you make a mistake on something and you have to tell someone about it. So really, yeah. you are scared often. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty scary. <laughs> Go ahead, Jenna. Yeah, thanks for that addition. You're welcome. That was very helpful. Um, So if you're the med student in OB-GYN cases, sometimes your job, if it's like a laparoscopic or robotic hysterectomy, you have to manipulate the uterus. So part of the procedure is that the patient will have vaginal bleeding due to the nature of the procedure. But sometimes part of being seated between the patient's legs means that blood comes out either Mm, 
onto your gown and if you get enough blood on your gown, turns out they are not completely leak proof <gasps> and they soak through onto your pants or it just skips the gown completely and goes onto your pants. So not once but twice I've gotten out of cases and been like, hmm, why does the lower part of my leg feel warm? And it's because there is blood it's on blood. it. Vaginal blood. Vaginal blood. I would also say just like a general like moment in ob is you're in your first delivery and there's mm-hmm. just like, you're maybe so you're wearing tennis fluid. shoes and not your dance goes and you're like mm, this, mistake this mistake is this is a mistake yes. it's a rookie mistake <laughs> you only yes. do that once <laughs> yes and then you promptly get plastic shoes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm surprised i haven't heard any fecal impaction stories i feel like i've my father was a um, pa and oh. i feel like i heard a few uh, fecal impaction stories in my youth I've never had to do yeah. that no okay that's apparently that's the job that pas get to do <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you, any, do you have a scary story at all, Hillary? Not really. No? Nothing no. scary happens to Hillary. Nothing spooky? Well, that's fine. I want to thank you for sharing your, your scary stories today. And uh, that's our show. Elizabeth, yes. Erica, Hillary, Jenna. Thank you for hanging out with me today. You're very welcome. Thank you. And of course, thank you, Short Coats, for making us part of your week. If you're new here and you like what you heard today, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are available. Your questions, listeners, are what we live for because they mean the show can be what about what you want it to be about and I have to do less work coming up with random bullshit to spew at you each week. So send your questions and comments to shortcuts at gmail.com or you can leave us a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. While your podcast app is open, give us some stars and a review to let us know if we're doing it for you. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities Program. Our reluctant executive producer is Kate Cherry. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox, and our closing music is by Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week.